Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Modern SaaS Podcast. Today we have some interesting topic that we want to discuss. We were having our all hands a couple of days ago and there was one of our sales reps started giving shout outs to all of our product team, to our marketing team and to customer success team. And we realized one of the concepts that we have been talking internally for a very long period was that selling is not more a salesperson job. It takes a village to close deals and the whole concept is a collaborative selling. So Yag, I thought, why don't we talk about that? It was on top of our mind. So that's what I think that we should discuss today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, excited to talk about this because yes, it's top of our mind. We collaborate on a daily basis internally across all different teams, you know, as a marketer, as a salesperson, we all do that. But most importantly, you know, as a marketing team, we're also working on this uh, ebook called uh, the Collaborative Selling uh, Handbook, which is going to come out very soon. We have done some extensive research on that. So that is also exciting. That makes us all the more interesting to, for us to discuss about this. But first things first that I want to, you know, start this discussion with is what does collaborative selling actually mean? You know, what are the phases where this collaboration really happens? At the outset, you know, is it that, is it just the phase where we are talking to a prospect and, uh, you know, trying to help help them by discussing with an internal team to answer a question? Or is it the set of things that happens much before or much after the collaboration, I mean, much after that uh, entire conversation, where does it actually start? Yeah, to me, the collaborative selling has similarity with the team selling concept. And team selling concept has been pretty familiar, especially when you have complex sales cycles, enterprise sales motion, then that's when these concepts have been uh, mentioned early on. But that typically, there are two elements of it. Most of the time when people say collaborative selling, they also used to mention that collaborate with your prospects, collaborate with your other people from your prospect side and have it as a project plan and really navigate that journey. So that's where the collaborative selling was. And then the other concept that I mentioned was team selling was mostly about you need the internal team to really navigate and get help to close a deal. And I think these two concepts are still somewhat similar and they should be combined under one umbrella of collaborative selling. So the old definition of collaborative selling was only focusing on that you're collaborating with your prospect. But the way I think about it is that's not enough. You're definitely collaborating with your prospect, but you're also collaborating with your internal product team. You're collaborating with your marketing team. You're collaborating with your sales leaders, executives to get help. You're collaborating with your peers to get some knowledge sharing and understand, get help in some of the deals, handle some objections. You're collaborating with your marketing team to share feedback on the prospects feedback, getting help. And not only that, you're sometimes collaborating with your customers as well. A lot of the times new prospects will come in and say, tell me, can you share recommendations of your existing customer? Now you're helping, you're working with your existing customer to close new deals as well. And last but not least, you're also collaborating with tools. So many new tools are coming in. How do you really leverage these tools in the best possible way to close these deals? So these are all different facets of how collaboration happens in every single organization. And I think we're not bringing those, highlighting those points enough, and we're only latching on to the prospect. That's why I felt we should talk about collaborative selling to indicate that it's much more than just collaborating with your prospects. 
you know i love this because it's very multi layered you know across customers across the entire organization when you talk about different functions and then there is also this tool so maybe let's start uh, unpacking one by one let's let's first talk about uh, you know how do how we collaborate with uh, other teams for example say in this there is a peer layer wherein for example if i'm a salesperson i can reach out to a marketer and ask for say an ebook or maybe ask for a specific comparison use case to uh, you know uh, help me as a sales enablement doc for a conversation uh, and then there is a second set whereas i can talk to a leader to get say feedback or coached or get some input so let's talk about the dynamics of these two different things as to what are the nuances that we need to take care of there i would even say let's keep the marketing function separate for now because that is a completely a different set of collaboration that would happen if you even consider peer collaboration i would even say peers from your same function so salesperson collaborating with other salesperson that would be in my opinion right. is a peer collaboration um or manager and sales leader would be a different but it's still under sales team itself so people collaborating with your own team is the primary thing i would start with now to continue that example what is what do you mean by collaborating with peers a lot of the times your another top rep top performer in your company is handling some kind of deal and that deal might be similar to your deal and so how they navigated that kind of deal maybe the use case was a little complex or was a little unique and so you don't know how to close and so you don't need someone else help as long as you know that hey somewhat similar use case has been solved by this other sales person go and reach out to that sales person get the help and that sales person the other colleague of yours would help you out how to navigate what to expect what challenges that they have gone through and how to avoid those mistakes so you can speed up your sales efficiency your speed up your sales cycle that's where the help would come in the other element i would also say just and now this is might sound like I'm pitching Avoma but just understanding how other sellers are selling and how they are handling these objections what are the best ways that they are negotiating these deals you would learn tons just by observing these peers rather than saying oh I know all it and I don't need to watch what others are doing you will be missing tons of opportunities how other people are handling these conversations and I think there is not enough emphasis is given that you should be watching your other team members calls as well watch their recordings and learn from the best as well so that's how i say the peer collaboration would happen to your point yes there is a manager element as well and manager or even sales leaders or even executives come in when you need help from a senior leadership to push that deal forward maybe there are some objections that the prospect is mentioning that you had not seen before or maybe they are beyond your capacity to understand that how to handle these complex navigation uh, enterprise related situations that's when you should definitely managers are there they're giving you feedback and not just necessarily on your meeting conversations this happens in your email conversations so just looking at how you're responding to certain emails or objections and changing the language changing the wordings in those emails is how you're improving your quality of your email every interaction if you make it more thoughtful you will see the response rates goes high the acceptance of your what you're trying to influence to this buyer goes high as well rather than doing a very shallow job of responding with a basic email if you try to get help from the leadership managers they will help you out they've seen these examples multiple times so that's how i would say collaboration within just the sales team with your peers and managers 
will continue to improve the selling, uh, the conversion rates and close rates as well. Yeah, can't agree more, especially on the thing about, uh, you know, listening to these uh, conversations of peers and learning from that. Because to me, what has really helped is also this cross-functional aspect for me as a marketer, because many a time, the, the kind of topics that I've picked up for writing have come from conversations between, uh, you know, a prospect and the AE, or say, for example, the conversation between, say, a customer success person and a customer. And then I can also think about many situations wherein the product team might get inspired by, hey, these are the four or five features that are constantly being requested by, uh, you know, customers um, on a customer success call. And when these QBRs happen, these, these are the kind of discussions that most commonly it shows up. And it helps you drive the right kind of roadmap also. That's absolutely fantastic. But, you know, now that we talk about this, let's also talk a little bit about the, the tools and the AI side of things. Because most of the times what happens and why I bring this now is that many times we make this mistake of starting with the tool first. And uh, then, you know, we are not necessarily thinking about how we should go about executing it, the order of, you know, what kind of process we need to set up and when does the tool come in. And um, at Avoma, we have kind of used several tools for collaboration, including ClickUp, HubSpot and all of that. So talk us through the whole thought process of how do you think about bringing in tools for this collaboration? So it, it, I don't want to um, latch on to tools only. Definitely, that's a big part. But when I think about these things, there are three elements also happen. First, people. Second, process. And third, it will be tools. And the reason why I'm starting with right. people, the first mindset is that the mindset for collaboration it's, itself needs to be there. One of the things that I've realized that a lot of the times when you hire new people, they are shy to ask questions internally to other people. They're, they think that maybe, you know, my onboarding is done. So how can I ask these questions? And so you need to encourage to people that, hey, no question is stupid question. We understand everyone start at a different level. So yes, there are some people internally who are who started way before you. So they might look across that they're very knowledgeable and all of that. But don't look at them. They started way before you, you have started. So we need to encourage that behavior that you need to be open to ask questions, even if those questions have been answered multiple times in the past. Yes, ideally, you have a knowledge base where you can search for those. And even if there are some nuances that you don't think that your answer has been answered by those existing knowledge-based documentation, you should be encouraged to ask those questions. Now, there are multiple forums you can do it. Slack is one big area where we encourage people. We have a Slack channel called Product Questions. So any of our sales team or customer success team have any questions about our product, they will ask there. And our entire engineering product team is answering those people. And sometimes now what happens is that over the period, it's not just the product team is answering those questions in that channel. Now even our go-to-market team who were the early on, they were the one who were asking questions, but now they have become experts. So they are helping other team members to solve those questions as well. So those, those are the thing, elements that you need to encourage from a people point of view. And you need to encourage that behavior that this is how we are going to get better and be more efficient in how we engage with our prospects, how we engage or accurately answer our customers' questions. The second piece is the process. Now, this is where how you are building these different elements. Like we have this, as I mentioned, Slack channel about product questions. That is a process that we have defined that, hey, if it's a support issue, it goes to a different channel. But if it's not a support question, but you don't have an understanding about product, then it goes to product questions channel. 
So do you have those defined ways how people would get knowledge? Where should they go and look for information? So we have defined people that, hey, for this kind of information, you should look here for this kind of information, ask it here. So that process needs to be also built and communicated with all of your team members. And lastly, that's when the tool comes in. What tools are people are adopting? To me, and this is where I would go a little bit detail in terms of, I used to think that there is, we are at the age where system of collaboration is extremely important for success of any organization. Let me explain what I mean by that. When you look at our, let's say just the, the layer initially started with the system of records. Those are the most common providers that you see. It could be CRM, it could be employee records. So the whole generation was that making sure that the data about our customer is captured. And that's when the Salesforce and HubSpot, the CRMs would became really valuable. The layer on top of that became really popular after that was system of engagement. So companies which were enabling you to engage with your prospects or customers a lot faster. So all the outreach and sales logs and sales outreach tools really started becoming very popular. Then the layer came in with system of intelligence. The whole idea was that now you're doing so much activity, it was all activity, how many calls you did, how many meetings you did, how many emails you sent. You wanted to start understanding these insights. So a lot of companies came in with the system of intelligence space, revenue intelligence and all those categories started evolving to give you insights from the marketing activities and all of that. But while this is good, the intelligence is still not actionable. What I started realizing that action happens when you're talking to people, when you're deciding certain things and uh, having conversations. That's when the collaboration is happening. Collaboration happens on Slack, email, meetings, all other different channels, or maybe you're texting somebody. And so more and more you enable people to collaborate faster that's what you're seeing. The companies are becoming a lot more successful. And so I felt every single SaaS product or pretty much whenever most of the SaaS products you can imagine should be collaborative. Why would you restrict collaboration? Why would you charge people to collaboration? Just give an example, HubSpot or Salesforce. I was a product manager early on in my career and I did not have access or license to Salesforce. So I had no visibility into what was going on in our sales team's conversations, that what deals that we were working on, what was the feedback was being captured. Not all of that information was easily accessible to me. And if I want to portray that that's how actually Aboma was born, that we wanted to make sure that the product teams are closer to customer conversations. And so you're enabling, you're fostering that collaboration rather than adding friction and only allowing access to people who are on the front line. So that's why I believe that more and more, if you enable your company, have these tools that where the collaboration is empowered and fostered, you would see a lot more efficiencies, a lot more faster execution, and obviously better outcomes as a company. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, can't agree more with you uh, on the charging and not charging for collaboration because, you know, that is something that is very fundamental. That was one of my uh, favorite factors as a DNA apart from the vision and, uh, you know, our uh, uh, basic principles that we carry as a company that I was super excited about. But talking about this, uh, you know, uh, collaboration from a sales standpoint, let's let's talk about the different phases where this collaboration happens. When we talk about a sales meeting, you know, mm-hmm. there is a stage or set of things that you do before the meeting. There are a set of things that you do during the meeting and after the meeting. And that's how we look at this as a whole life cycle of that conversation or that meeting. Now, what are the different things or what are the different parts of collaboration that happens in each of these phases? Yeah. And, um, you know, how can 
these tools, people, and process make it happen in a more uh, coherent mm. way. So, if I we talked about this briefly, that collaboration happens not only with your prospects but with your other internal team members, and we also talked about peers in your own team. So you are able to watch different meetings and calls that other people have done it. You're trying to learn from them. You're seeing what emails that they have done that are working out, giving response for them. So you're learning from that. If I take an example, collaborating with your marketing team, most of the time, salespeople are not being paid to give feedback from your prospect to your marketing team. They are being paid to close deals. So it's not in their interest to go and capture every single feedback, spend time in taking detailed notes and share that feedback with marketing team or product team. So what ends up happening is that all of that golden information, wealth of information that is being shared by your prospects or your customers gets lost in thin air. So now, if you encourage that sharing that information, if it's faster, rather than reps having to spend a lot of time, if they can do it in one minute versus 15 minutes, they would probably do it more. And with that, what happens is that now marketing team starts learning. For example, in our case, a lot of the times people ask us, how Overmy is different than Gong and Chorus and all these things? And uh, that's who are our <laughs> top competitors. And so we decided, okay, those are the common questions that are coming in. Rather than just reps trying to answer this, they gave that feedback to marketing team. Marketing team wrote amazing content and tried to be as objective as possible. And we created those pages. And it became now our asset that we shared those in one click. And also, it's also started helping us from an SEO point of view and other benefits that we have seen. So this is the collaboration that's important that marketing team will help you answer these questions visually, able to present that information rather than you trying to just share that information in email as only. Now, to other requirement that we always talk about was the sharing this feedback with product team itself. This is a very classic product. Yeah. The, the farther your product team is away from the customer, the slower your product development is going to be and the farther away that you're going to build that customer doesn't want. So your ultimate goal should be how close your product and engineering team is close to your customer's voice or your prospect's voice. And we see this all the time in Avom. Obviously, we are biased. But the number one thing that every feedback, every single requirement, new feature requirement or new enhancements or friction points that our customers or prospects are not liking, we encourage our sales reps to go and share with our internal team members. Uh, we share it on Slack. We share it on Avoma. So there are all these different elements that how that collaboration happens. The reason is that, yes, you can go and feed this information back into your Jira ticket or your product roadmap and all of that stuff. But here is the thing. When an engineer listens to the feedback that customer is going through some painful process, they're not happy, they don't like it. They want to act on it immediately. So while your product manager would have handled those conversations and brought us roadmap, it's much better that your sales people directly engage with your engineering team and then engineering team can feel the pain firsthand and sometimes they bypass everyone and then just go ahead and fix the problem faster than what it would have been prioritized in your product roadmap process. So those are the massive benefits that we have seen that why encouraging this collaboration and, and we have seen that Sometimes engineers have went ahead and built those couple of enhancements that were not prioritized on a roadmap. And our salespeople were able to close certain deals because those one or two elements were missing. And so this is how what I'm saying that sometimes your other functions in the company are helping you to close that deal. And 
as an organization, you need to encourage that level of collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. If I have to pick, you know, my personal experience, what I've seen here in terms of this collaboration is that, you know, in some of the companies that I've worked in the past, what mm. happens is say, if there is a situation where, you know, for example, if I'm on a chat tool and mm. uh, I'm on the other side conversing with a customer and uh, they're saying that, hey, your product is buggy, you know, mm. this is not working. And then I have to go back file a big ticket it goes into the help desk system and then you know there are different levels of priorities and then there's l1 l2 uh, it might be handled in two days three days maybe it might take a week Once. and then before i get back and i and then you know sometimes i don't even have control once i pass it over to the team you know yeah. i'm not the one who is talking back because the ticket is filed they are going to have that conversation but on the contrary there one one of the nuances that i've often seen missing is that hey i might not get the exact set of things while i'm writing that copy mm. but on the contrary while i'm able to just snip those uh, conversations and uh, you know pass it on those as 20 30 second video to say that hey this is what the customer is talking about mm. and you get it fixed instantly it's 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 like it saves a lot of time in the entire you know it, it's like moving from your uh, post to emails it's that instantaneous it's it's a, one of the things what happens is that when you enable a collaboration like and again it might sound like we are pitching avoma but that is one of the use cases that avoma helps is a lot of the times customers are sharing their bugs and they say hey look here is i was trying to access this and i did not have this and now that video is being recorded that screen share has been recorded imagine a situation without Avoma deployment. What happens is typically when people go and sales customer success person learns about this issue, and now you have to go and share this feedback internally. So customer success person has to file a detailed ticket, take screenshots of these things. If the call was not recorded, share those screenshots and all of that. Sometimes engineering team, when they receive these bug requests or product feature requests, they don't actually have the full context. What was the use case was with when it was shared? Where exactly this issue happened? So having that recording snippet, you're reducing the friction, you're reducing the back and forth between, hey, what information you need, then the customer goes and, or the customer success person goes back and asks customer more information. That time to work on these things is reduced dramatically. And that's exactly where the benefits of having these tools, which are collaborative inherently, dramatically improves how your company operates and organization operates. So you're 100% right. And I think, Yag, the way I see that it's so powerful to think about selling is is not quote up carrying people should not be only responsible for selling right. selling becomes faster when your product is better selling becomes faster when you're messaging and you have collateral that sell sales people can share with other people selling becomes faster when your customer success people are on board with what use cases that we need to support and we have case studies that we can show that these customers have been successful and they're happy to recommend us they're promoting other customers to us so a lot of our selling happens because somebody existing happy customer is telling these new prospect that we love Avoma or we love so-and-so software you should go and check it out everything becomes faster and easier when you have a mindset that collaborative selling is the way to do it rather than assuming that individuals are responsible for selling and that's ultimately I want to encourage people to think about how do we think about the collaboration between different functions? How do you allow collaboration with tools? One of the examples I always tell people that email. I love this company called Front and they empower collaborative email. I, I don't think there are many email companies or any email software 
which truly allows to do collaboration on email. What happens is that a lot of the times, prospects have some objections and reps are trying to answer those objections, but they're not sure sometimes that is this the best response. So before sending that response, they want to take feedback from a leadership or manager to say that, hey, is this the best worded email? Can I send it to our prospect? Now, today the process is you have to take screenshot from Gmail, put it into Slack, then manager would go and feedback on that email copy. Then you again go and put it back into your email client. Front reduces all these steps. It makes it you can tag somebody, get the feedback, and immediately they will provide the feedback right within the email client. And they can even edit the copy of that email and you can send it to. So you don't need to add that people in the thread. Without doing that, they're able to. So those nuances do matter. That improves the collaboration and efficiency, how you operate. And now the, the response that your salesperson gave is the best notch response that you are confident about that they have shared with the prospect. So that's how I think companies should think about system of collaborations and collaborative selling is the way how things were done in the future. Right. First of all, you know, multiple hi-fis for uh, talking about these different aspects within an organization by saying that, you know, it's, it's about the copy, it's about the product and all of those things. Because, you know, sometimes what happens is um, when organizations continue to grow bigger, these ultimately becomes those statements on the walls of, uh, you know, the culture mm-hmm. in your company. And these don't actually contribute to real action. So while we covered a lot of ground in today's conversation, one last piece that I would like to uh, you know ask you to talk about is uh, maybe is there is there some sort of a difference in approach that you can have uh, at different stages of your organization? You know, when you're small, the collaboration is easy. You know, I can just jump on Slack, have a conversation with you. But say when the company becomes a thousand member company, then a ten thousand member company, and then this conversation chain or this uh, all of these things, you know, despite the tools, a lot of things change. So is that the emphasis on culture there? Or is that the emphasis on creating a process for each of it? Where does it start as, as you expand? Honestly, I might not be the best sponsor to even answer that because I've not scaled the company to 1,000 people. So I don't know where, what we are doing, how it would break. But if I still want to believe what we are doing, I genuinely believe that it could scale. Yes, you'll optimize few processes You'll as you grow. You will add few more rules here and there. You'll have few more guidelines for people. But fundamentally believing that just because you grow, that doesn't mean that you should not be collaborative. I can't buy that argument. So my thesis is that, yes, we are small. So we are hyper-efficient, hyper-collaborative. One of the things that people ask us always that, Aditya, you are so small as a company. How do you have all of this product functionality built? How do you have all of these experiences that you're able to provide that your $500 million funding risk, other competitor is able to do that. And the reason is because we are hyper-efficient. We reduce every time we question, is this the wastage in how we operate internally? And we try to reduce that wastage. We try to get it to almost zero wastage state. And the more and more we are allowing this hyper-efficient collaboration, we are seeing that our teams are more efficient, more successful. Can this scale as we continue to grow? I would like to believe as much as it could. Yes, few things would change. I get it. But not believing that the collaboration should not be the priority, I don't agree with that. The more friction, the more process you add internally to get answers, to get help from each other, you are basically slowing the company down. You're slowing, your, you're disappointing your customers. They're not going to see faster innovation. Sometimes 
you know, the rules are there, the roadmaps are there, you have plans, we get it. But a lot of the times when you delight customer by going out of your way, doing something that was unexpected, that's when delight happens. That's when customers go, oh, wow, this guy did this for me. I'm really grateful for them. And they become your champion. And when you grow big, you, when you add all these processes, right. you lose that character. You lose that agility to go and surprise your customers. And now everything becomes monotonous. Everything becomes a corporate language that we are sorry for the inconvenience. And if, if it may have caused you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you want to avoid that. You want to surprise people that, hey, really, I own this up. We screwed it up. Let us go and fix it right away. You be on top of it and you fix it. That's what how I would like to keep that culture even as we continue to grow. That's how my goal is. And uh, will it scale? I don't know, honestly. So the time will tell, but I can't believe that no matter what, we will not try to add just processes for the sake of it. Absolutely. I love that. And uh, so, yeah, for the listeners, I think we have uh, covered a lot of ground across different topics uh, when it comes to uh, collaborative selling. We spoke about how collaboration happens across different teams at your peer level, across functions, and then uh, between your leadership and your uh, peers as well. And then we spoke about uh, moving from a system of records to a system of collaboration. We spoke about lining up people, process, and then tools so that you have everything in place before uh, plugging the holes with the tools. So I think we covered quite a bit. If we have missed anything, and if you think something that you practice in your organization that uh, you know you would like to share with us, please feel free to uh, you know comment on our posts or share with us on our uh, DMs or write to us on email as well. So until we connect with you the next time, thank you from us. That's that. And uh, thank you and take care.